Welcome to The Crunch. My name is Ethan. This is a comedy podcast hosted by two men in their mid to late 20s that have children and are faithful Catholics. And that's not the comedy part. We actually tell jokes. So I'm really glad that you're here. Uh, This week on the episode, we talk about a few different things. I got bullied by some women uh, at a conference because I went bowling. It's it's a whole story. I love to bowl. You're not going to want to miss that out. We talk a little bit about middle schoolers and uh, some of the odd, let's say, noises that middle schoolers can make. Uh, and then we wrap up the episode talking about the whole Titanic thing. This was before there was a coup in Russia. So we probably would have talked about that. It's way cooler uh, and way funnier than people dying at the bottom of the ocean. But we do talk about the Titanic thing. Sure, some of our thoughts. Uh, and I just want to say if you're here... Give us a, a review on the podcast app of your choice. If you're listening on iTunes, uh, please give us a five-star review. That really boosts our rankings, really helps us out so that more people can find out about the show. Leave a comment on YouTube and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. We absolutely love and are grateful for your guys' support. Another uh, group that is supporting the podcast is Decided Excellence Catholic Magazine. I want to give a shout-out to Decided Excellence. They are great partners of the show. We really love working with Decided Excellence because they – do something that most parishes don't do. In fact, no parishes do. They provide an alternative to the dreaded bulletin. You ever go to church and they hand out the bulletin to you and there's like an old guy that's 5,000 years old and he's kind of pointing decrepitly towards the donuts, but in his other hand he's got a bulletin and you feel bad because you got to go. You have to go to the bathroom. You don't have time to go to donuts, but you take the bulletin anyway because you don't want him to feel like he's there for no reason. Like you could put the bulletins on the table. You don't have to have a guy handing them out. So you grab it and you look at it and you're like, there's nothing worth reading in here like at all. <laughs> so that's why Decided Excellence is great because the bulletin is really only there for people who go to mass or for who specifically look for it online. And if you've ever tried to look at a bulletin online, it's hell on earth. Uh, the parish magazine that Decided Excellence offers actually gets mailed out to every single person in a parish boundary so that you know that you are reaching every single person person in your parish. And because it's designed so professionally, because it looks so good, because the content's so good, because it's pretty, people actually read it, and then they keep it, and then they share it with other people. And there's so many stories of people coming back to the parish, coming back to Mass, because they either got the magazine themselves or they shared it with someone else. Decided Excellence does really, really great work. We're really happy to be partnered with them. This week on The Crunch, go to decidedexcellence.com slash parish if you want to learn more about it. Uh, I'm really excited for this week's episode. It's what the kids call a banger, so we're going to get right into it. Peace. We choose to go to the moon, not because it is down here, but because it is up there. We choose to go to the moon, not because it is easy, but because going to the bottom of the ocean is too hard. (laughs) (laughs) We choose to go to the moon because that's the only place where my wife can't find me having sex with other women. (laughs) We choose to go to the moon, not because it is easy, but because I left my sunglasses up there at the last reptile world leader meeting. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast with two guys that think of the joke that you made before you made it, but decided not to make it, and then laughed at you afterwards for making it. It's your boy. And I'm Patrick. Have you have you done that? Do you do that often? Do you? Does that never happen to you? Where you think about a joke and you go, nah, that's too easy, and then someone makes it and you go, huh, that someone makes it. Stupid. So, someone makes it like five seconds later, and you just have a moment where you're like, dang. I wish I had made that joke. <laughs> No, just like, I can't believe that person, one, took that long to get there, and two, decided to go through with it after I very clearly decided it was not worth, you know, my time. It was not, didn't live up to my comedic brain. I've had that that happen where I think about the joke and someone says it and I go, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's about the reaction that I expected. (laughs) I can't believe they didn't think through. I can't believe they didn't think through the the consequences. I'm really glad. It's the worst. I, I, like, I was with, I was with some people. I was at a conference this week, and we can talk about that. But I was in Louisville, uh, which is the most insane pronunciation of any city in these United oh. States. Because because I said Louisville a few times, and someone's like, no, 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 Ethan. It's Louisville. And I was like, okay, let's drive over to Missouri after this and go to St. Lowell <laughs> after this. Is that really what you want to yeah. do? Ridiculous. But anyway, we were at Guy Fieri's restaurant. I was about to say in his house. Louisville. <laughs> we 
were at Guy Fieri's house. It was we the, were chicken, Guy Fieri's was the house. chicken restaurant. He He's was, got a couple of restaurants. He was doing coke. I was drinking barbecue sauce out of his pantry. <laughs> it was incredible. Um, <laughs> but we were at we were at Guy Fieri's restaurant, and pe- we were people were just talking about Guy Fieri. People were just like making jokes, yeah. and uh, I like had consciously thought like, oh, his whole thing is Flavor Town. But like everyone kind of knows that it's kind of overdone, and then someone I was with was I, like, "Yeah, we're in Flavor Town, am I right?" And everyone was like, huh. "And I was like, Dang that's it. crazy because My God. I like, just it's thought just, of a Flavor like watching Town a guy I decided not to do it because it was overplayed." Exactly, it's like watching a guy in World War One like climb out of the trench and just immediately like, get oh, shot. Oh man, <laughs> so it's what like it's you like. knew that was gonna happen. You should have known that was gonna happen. Yeah. you know. Oh, you're I young. You're him. eighteen. I feel for him. Don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's Taylor tough. Swift wrote a song about how when you're 15 and someone tells you they love you, you're gonna believe them. But nobody's written a song about how when you're 18 and someone says it's glorious to die for your country, you're gonna believe them. <laughs> Cause when you're 18, 18, somebody sends you to Paris, you're gonna get shot in the head. And when you're, <laughs> wow. yeah, World War One sucks. Yeah, that's tough. I I think if. If Taylor Swift had been around in sort of the 1910s. How many guys do you think would have her picture in his little hat? I was about to say she would have prevented you the war so? from happening full really? stop. I do. I mean, look at look at her. Look at what she's been able uh-huh. to do. You rule the women. You rule That's the world. True. That is correct. Taylor rules the world. I, I'm impressed uh, with the, the amount of like fierce loyalty that Taylor Swift commands on the right. internet. It's it's impressive. Dude, honestly, it's like it's so crazy to me that she's wasting it selling records <laughs> when she could be <clears> leading <throat> you know what I mean? men into battle. Yeah, overthrow a government, become a fascist, like <coughs> do something yeah, cool geez. for once. Get, get. Or you could or you could date another guy, Pete Davidson adjacent <laughs> and break up with him inevitably because that's the only way you can write content. Me and Patrick, we could teach Taylor Swift a thing or two about content, I feel like. Because we get up <laughs> every week, we record a podcast, doesn't matter what's going on in our lives, if we're stable, if we're unstable, we, do, we, we don't no. need a, a catastrophic event to be funny. Is, she needs to break up with someone to write an album, and I have a no, problem with Ethan, that. No, Ethan, this is incorrect. You have an, uh, you have an incorrect, you, have a, you, you like many others, have an incorrect assessment of Taylor Swift. Your understanding no. of Taylor Swift is... 2012 Taylor Swift. Uh, Taylor Swift is yes, a decade. The world is as it was when I was in what high school. What Taylor Swift has always. done is that she spent the first what five years done? of her career writing songs about her famous exes and hiding little messages. Yes. She spent she spent all of her time writing her songs on yes. her own. Anyway, so <laughs> totally agree with you. So I'm doing air quotes for you audio okay, listeners. First of all, out there. writing right being a songwriter doesn't mean you literally sit down. And write every single I, part of the song. I know that, but there are some Swifties out there that fully believe that it's all just out of her out brain. Of her head. That's funny, and and that's just not. It's just there's just no way that it's true <laughs> because that's just not how mu- the music industry works. It's just 1982. The deluxe album of 1982 has like 1985. When was she born? Who cares? Um, has like 1984. Has a bunch of like uh iphone voice memos at the end of her sending mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. back and forth to her producers so they should know this but oh, really? irregardless yeah uh mm. taylor swift spent the first like portion of her career writing songs about her famous exes and hiding little messages about the who it is that she's talking about in the song and so now that she doesn't mm-hmm. write songs about her exes anymore because she had been in a relationship for six years okay for six years she was not who was she dating for six Joe years? alwyn i mean i don't know <laughs> Joe yeah. Alwyn? Isn't he a weatherman? Um, he looks like one, but a non-famous okay. boyfriend for six years, right? So she's writing mm. songs, and now she has all of her Swifties like listening to her music over oh. and over and over again, mm-hmm. trying to decode mm-hmm. the, the, the message. And so she releases an album like, this is called Midnight's, and it's a it's 11 tra- or 13 times that I was up until midnight. And so people are listening to this album over and over and over again, trying to figure out, what part of Taylor's life is this from? It's genius. It's genius. All of those songs, all 10 Billboard Top 100, Top 10, all 10, that's yeah. crazy. 
Look, Dude, we it's it is smart. We should have spent yeah. the first three years of the crunch hiding little messages in the crunch, uh-huh. and then spend the rest of our career riffing off of those, so people constantly go through our back catalog. I think Taylor Swift is the only Can person I propose who could have recorded her back catalog. No one would listen to Justin Bieber's first album. Anyway, go on. Can I propose yeah. this? We should have spent the first three years of the crunch becoming really attractive white women, and then to inspire both uh, awe and disgust in every American. <laughs> And and then we could do whatever did we you want. See, did you see that thread about uh, young? I'm not saying Taylor Swift is successful just because she's attractive. I'm just saying it plays a part. And if you're not, if you don't believe well, no, me, t- that's no, just, Ethan, you're just you don't, don't understand. Taylor Swift would be more successful if What's she up? was a man. She wrote a whole song about it. I I just don't. I don't think, think that's, that's true either. True. That's like I I don't think I don't think that's true once, at all. Every time that song comes up, I think about it. Sometimes I think about that song unprompted. I go, man, as a as a man, it's crazy mm. for a billionaire. I'm gonna platform you right now. Say, speak it's your crazy truth, right now, please. To hear a song about a billionaire saying, "Man, could you imagine how much more money I would make if I was a man? I would be like Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio, someone who I checked has a lower net worth than Taylor Swift." <laughs> I don't understand. The interesting thing is, at least when it comes to musicians, name any male singer-songwriter or, like, solo artist that's as successful as people like Beyonce or Rihanna or Taylor Swift. Like, maybe you could say Jay-Z, but this, I mean, he's a businessman and he's been around for, like, 50 years. So, okay. But, like, in terms of people that are the same age as Taylor Swift, there's there's nobody in the the same ballpark. She's the top three artist in the world. What more do you want? Yeah. I don't don't understand. understand. She wants to be number one. I guess... Yeah, that thing with Kanye messed her up, I yeah. think. Yeah. I mean, 2007 was hard for all of us for a lot of different <laughs> reasons. I was I was wearing Aeropostale. Taylor was getting embarrassed at the VMAs. It's hard. The VMAs. Hard the out VMAs there in the streets. were dealing with being the VMAs, you know. It's just Yeah. In 2007, which is not great. Uh, but yeah. It's crazy that they were the VMAs instead of the MVAs. Like I get the VMA rolls off the tongue. But it's a music video, not a video, video music. music. Stupid, silly. stupid idiot. Put me in charge. Can I tell you something that was funny that happened of at this conference? <laughs> I I cornered the word on fire guy. No way. Which guy? <laughs> I don't know what his name. I forget. I'm sorry if you're listening. I love you. I respect you as a friend and a colleague, but I don't remember your name. Uh, but we had been bowling the night before, and I was up very late bowling. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And I, I, there were a lot of free drink tickets just kind of laying around, and I just took them and <laughs> redeemed them. And so, <laughs> hey, look, they paid for them, so uh, might as well use them. That's what I'm saying. So there was a a gentleman there, and I was this talking. This is what to happens him, when you're not babysitting and, me and John Blevins. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do get to drink because I don't have to order the Uber <laughs> because both of you can't see. Hey, straight. I was fine. Um, you were fine. And John was fine too. It just took him a couple hours to be fine again. Um, In the back of the Uber, dead silent. Uh, you guys were there. You remember? You were all there. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? We. Yeah, it's not important. So I cornered the word on fire guy, and I was like, "Hey, so we do like a comedy podcast. It's called The Crunch." He's like, "Oh yeah, I think I've heard of you guys. Cool, cool, cool." Um. So what's the deal with like your guys' whole thing? You said that to him. This is what I said. <laughs> yeah, wow. pretty much. He's new. He he works part part time at Spirit Juice. So that's I come. We like there was a good oh, conversation sure. that was started because I kind of told him what we yeah, were doing yeah. and why we were up at Spirit Juice a couple weeks ago. And he was like, "Oh, that's really interesting." And I was like, "Yeah, can you help me understand like what the deal is with uh, you know like Bishop Barron's sermons get like a hundred thousand views and then his videos on Alice von Hildebrand get like nine thousand views? Like, what's going on? Like, why do they keep doing that?" Because I want him to be successful. And he's like, you know, I think they're trying to figure out, like, exactly who their audience is. And, he, you know, he was just talking. He was, he was sharing my sure. sentiments. And then we were talking about the comedy thing. And I was like, I feel like comedy is great because it expands the human and it helps you build up to the intellectual. But if you don't have the human, there's a cap to how much intellectual you yeah. can get to, yeah. you know. like. And so we were kind of talking about that. And he's like, yeah, well, we did do, like, that comedy course. And I was like, yeah, but didn't it suck? And he was like, yeah. 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 See, you just say it. <laughs> and it's and it's not because Jeremy McClellan He's is a, a bad very comedian. Good comedian. He's actually a phenomenal He's comedian. He's really funny. He's a very good comedian. But it's like, it's insane because it's like they took the guy who's really good at comedy and then they just put him in a course. 
about comedy instead of like letting him do yeah. comedy. And I was like, you guys should produce a comedy special. And then at the yeah. end, you say, hey, if you want to hear how I wrote this comedy special, I did a course on the Word on Fire Institute. You, you should check it out. Cool and then boom. You can even do a comedy show with Jeremy in a church. And we mm-hmm. did that. My old parish hosted right. him. And we did it like we had a makeshift stage in the church. And that's actually okay. Mm-hmm. Canonically, you can do right. that. Especially yes. because he is, you just take Jesus out of the tabernacle, right? And then mm-hmm. you do it in like a beautiful church. Hey, look at that. You have truth, right? You have you have Beauty. truth and comedy, right? You have good, mm-hmm. the good, because it's funny. And yeah. you have the beautiful because it's in a yes. church. And bada bing, bada boom. Instead of talking about the transcendentals, you're just doing them. Yeah. It was great because I felt really vindicated because I always have these ideas and I'm like, man, if I was just in the room with these people, I could tell them what for. But like, I never know if I'm actually right or if I'm just delusional. Sure. And uh, and this helped me realize that I'm not and, just delusional. And part of, part of that is like, ideas. you know, you got to earn the right to be heard, you know, and like, it's really easy when you're young to be like, oh, I'm going to, I know all the right things to do. And if only people listened mm-hmm. to me, but it's like, you know, if you're going to play in, it's like, I think... Look at what if you're gonna play in Texas, where a, you gotta, gotta have, have a fiddle a in the hat. band. Uh, what that that lead guitar is hot, but not for this Louisiana man. <laughs> I'm sure song. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, like our friend Mark, what he did for Michael, the the Miracle Hunter, in just mm-hmm. six months, he lowered mm-hmm. his average audience. Like, you know, we're just trying to figure out who our audience is. You can just figure it out. Yeah, you can just do it, but most people don't yeah. know how. That's why it's it's that's why there's people who are experts at this stuff that charge hundreds of dollars an hour. And it's us, and you can contact us at the crunch. We charge hundreds of dollars an hour. Yes, for this podcast. Um I I did want to yeah. say uh-huh. too something I was thinking about all week with regards oh, really? to you. Yeah. Um so I went to Louisville. Uh-huh. Man, it was so tough. Really? I mean, like the airport, I was just delayed for so long. And like, it was just really difficult for me. <laughs> to, <laughs> as, to a be, man. To, as a business man. As a business man. business class? And it was, no, they didn't fly me in business class. I flew coach, if you can believe it. It was I awful. And I just hate traveling so Airlines. much. I hate traveling so much for work and it's just so inconvenient, but like, it's also kind of fun. Like I get to go see the world. No, you know it's I mean? not fun. There is um, no upside to it. There's no upside to an airport. I hate airports now. I, <laughs> airports are only, airports are only fun if you can go into the executive <laughs> lounge where they give you free alcohol. Yeah. We should, we should get a, a, a crunch business card that has a wildly high annual fee. <laughs> uh, so that we can we can go into the lounge. The thing I I used to fly Southwest all the time, and I miss Southwest yeah. because Southwest is all I fly. Southwest is great. great. They don't fly to as many locations as I need to. Um, they don't fly out of my home airport, so I don't use them. But ooh, I miss Southwest because American does when they do credit card promotions, they do them on every flight. And so if you have three mm-hmm. flights in a day, you're listening to a credit card pitch three times a day i need to get noise canceling headphones is what i need to do so i can cancel out the yeah you're gonna get seventy thousand miles and i'm like great i don't even think there's that many miles on the earth i don't need that many <laughs> <laughs> how am i that's gonna you're gonna take me to yeah, the moon geez. john f kennedy sponsored this credit card um i'm saying all that because i'm making fun of you because i was intentional about complaining about travel this week on our yeah. instagram because i knew that i had just got i lit you i'm, last I'm week deflecting this by agreeing so. with you because you're correct traveling no, is awful. no i know but i want you to be mad at no. me it's travel, not fun travel, when you agree. travel is fun up to the point where they delay your flight even though there's a they cancel your flight even though there's a plane right there there was a plane right there I don't yeah. understand there was a plane right there. It was at the next gate. Travel. I don't, someone with a degree yeah. in air traffic management explain to me why it's cheaper to pay for everyone to stay the night rather than pay for people to just go on the plane. Like, fuel, it, is, it, is it a fuel thing? Is it an air traffic thing? The gates at the airport close at 11. You, they can't fly anybody. Maybe there was a mechanical failure on the plane. There was a mechanical fa- failure on our plane, but not that plane. Yeah. Maybe that plane had to go somewhere else. That's fine. 
Not not that day. He didn't have to go anywhere that day. Just fly it out, fly it back. Okay. Hmm. I don't understand. I, I feel don't like understand a... why it's so expensive. Right. I think, and I think that's the key. You don't understand. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's wrong. I, I, I understand that. <laughs> I just want you to tell me. I want someone with a degree in in a PhD in air in airplanes to tell me why uh-huh. it's more expensive to fly a plane that you were planning on flying. So like. There's a you were planning on flying something that day, Man. but that plane's not going to be ready until tomorrow. Okay, same exact plane, yeah. <laughs> same exact plane. That plane stay in the night. Yeah. That plane needs to get fixed. It'll be fixed yeah. by the morning. Why not yeah. take that plane to Melbourne? Keep that plane here. Put it there tomorrow, and then that plane get. You know what I mean? No, you don't know what I mean. I wasn't. I wasn't listening. So say there's it all two again. planes. <laughs> <laughs> there's two planes. Both of them are the same kind of plane. I, I actually don't need you to say oh. it all again. I don't want to oh, talk okay. about this anymore. <laughs> you just want to talk about yourself. Huh. No, I was going to move on. To, I was going to ask you how your week well, was. Well, it's bad now. It's even worse now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sorry. fine. I had a good week. Oh, it was an okay. okay week. I did, I did have, I did have yeah. someone um, I did have someone back out of a contract, uh, which sucks. So That's I, tough. Is he a listener? Uh, no, but uh, if you're ever trying to get a All right, yeah, screw that guy. take that. Uh, just yeah. Ryan, I'm gonna say a I'm gonna say a fake name here. Pretend like never mind. I'm not gonna do that bit. I don't even want to pretend like I'm trying to badmouth someone. He bleeped out all of the phone numbers that I. That's said really last nice week. of them to Remember do. Remember when I read off every phone number <laughs> on your <laughs> on your bin verified page? But yeah, so he uh, uh, I had a guy back out of a contract. Call me a liar. That was fun. Um, but I got the yeah. upper hand because I won the moral victory and that's what matters, you know? Sure. And, uh, if you want to help Patrick supplement his income for all of that money that that guy just stole, you can go to patreoncom slash the crunch, uh, where you get our secret, our, some secret third episode that we put out every single yes, week. And you don't have uh, to do it out of pity. <laughs> it's not actually that it's, you do. Oh, Patrick, oh sorry. It's operator. super not actually. Can we talk about that next? Ryan, start playing that Sarah Sarah McLaughlin song behind. Can we us. talk about that next? If you want to support <laughs> a little boy who's struggling to provide for his family on account of these jackweeds that keep canceling contracts, <laughs> one guy. We, we need we need a hundred of you to go to Patreon.com/slash/crunch and give to. <laughs> it's Patrick. a win. It's a win-win, and here's why. It's it, it's yeah, a win because this is, this is why, right? I was never going to get the money anyway. We caught it before the right. magazine went to print. So yes. we got to pull the ad, and now we just have extra space, which is fine. We were never going to get the money, and mm-hmm. now he's not getting what was essentially free advertising if we had run the ad. And now no one from my magazine is going to go to him, have a bad ex- experience, again. and think worse of the magazine. Nice. So, Yes. The kind of guy that doesn't honor contracts, I don't want someone to hire him as a contractor. Like, that's the crazy Ooh, thing. That is kind of, it's in the that's, name, isn't, that isn't it? funny? I, I, I asked him that. Yeah. I was like, hey, how would you feel if someone signed a contract and you showed up with all your supplies and they were like, never mind? You know? What did he say? What did he say? He, he just said, in my 40 yeah, years of business, phone. I was like, in my three months of business, I know you're supposed to honor contracts you sign." In my in my forty years of business, I figured out all kinds of ways to get out of doing things uh-huh. that I don't want to do. It's crazy. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just wild. Funny. I mean, yeah, he's a small operation. It's just him sitting in a room, like a big old showroom. So yeah. I don't think he has many employees. He just yeah. has guys that work for him that do. I can't believe that there are people who make money just sitting in a room. I hate those guys. <laughs> Screw those guys. <laughs> this is the worst. But anyway. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, yeah. I'm just... I'm sorry. Yeah, that it, this is just kind of... This is kind of the deal when you're in it. When you're in a an industry that relies on advertising to gain revenue, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's interesting because mm-hmm. usually you're the lowest person on their list of vendors, right? So like electric right. bill and right. water bill you know <laughs> all the way down to mm-hmm. yeah. yeah rent utilities payroll exactly all of that comes before advertising yeah. yeah advertising at the very bottom which is cringe because advertising should be at the top i don't necessarily think that's true but yeah <laughs> and if you're interested in advertising on our show anyway i did meet a guy that I, we can we're setting up a meeting with at this uh, nice conference. that's good always be closing yeah yeah it was the main well, show can't be a business meeting, Ethan. That's on Mondays. No, it was always be bowling because I met him while I was bowling. And so we had this like 20 minute long conversation because I kept having to step away and like bowl my turn. <laughs> and I got super, I was super focused and I had to like shake it off and come back and be like a business you're lo- guy. You're lying. You can't, you can't uh, not bowl well because you gotta, you gotta bowl well. You gotta be like, gotta be like. I was, I was made fun of. There were quite <laughs> a few young like, ladies at this conference. I can what? picture she'd be like. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely we can definitely work that into the quarterly report. Anyway, hold on, bam, strike. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, <laughs> just anyway, a huge flex. Saying, there were quite a few quite a few young ladies at this conference uh, that were that were like employed at Newman Centers and what and that was type this of thing, conference? Like as the development. It was a development oh, okay. conference, fundraising conference. Yeah, Catholic fundraising right. conference. So there were quite a few young, young ladies that were there, and I had a lot of mutual friends with some of them through Focus, and so. But they kind of formed like a gang and they would just sort of bully me after a while because apparently that's just like the social dynamic that I create is I'm like funny and I've been friends with these people. And then at a certain point they realize that they can all sort of team up and make fun of me. (laughs) Does this happen to you? All the time. But I was I was bowling and I was I was not doing well. But I had been excited about the bowling the whole uh-huh. week because it's like, oh, I love bowling. I can't believe we get to go bowling. There's a bowling alley in the hotel. It's like a speakeasy. It's a cool bowling alley. So I was like talking about the bowling. And then I, <laughs> I was like in the, I was in the middle place. Do, like there were five the people. And they do the thing the girls do like, where they make fun of you and you get excited about something. <laughs> well, yes, which is – girls don't do that because this is why boys are d- depressed. But uh, I was like in the middle position of five bowlers, right? I was, you know, third place. And they all kind of come over after they had had some drinks with the Dominican and they all kind of come over and they all sort of gather around. They look at the screen and then they look at me and they say, I thought you're supposed to be good at bowling. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, it's, it's over. The first frame. Like, am, what are you talking I'm, about? <laughs> I'm, I'm hundreds of miles from home. My wife is nowhere to be found. And there's strange women bullying me about my bowling <laughs> no, what, game. What, what was your I'm score? in hell. This is, this is my worst nightmare. What was your final score? It was awful. Uh, that game, I think I bowled a 140. I ended up. I That's ended not up bad. Yeah, I know it's not a bad score at all for an amateur. I've never met a casual so. bowler who bowls above a 100. It's yeah. hard. It, it is hard. You kind of have to be like it's kind of like not everybody can do it. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> it is fun because I'll like be the most atrocious. Like sometimes I bowl really bad. I just like bowl a complete uh-huh. gutter ball, and I'm just like so mad. And then someone else will bowl, and I'll say, like, hey, you should point your thumb up, like, when you release the ball. It'll help it go straight. And then they're like, oh, okay, don't you suck? And I was like, yeah, but just do it. Trust me. <laughs> and then they do it, and then they bowl straight. And they're like, what? Then just, it's like I can I can dispense wisdom, but I can't, like, actually <laughs> succeed on my own. I'm like a guy on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bowling, bowling games are a lot like 
bowling as a group as a group of amateurs is a lot like playing poker as a group of amateurs right mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. everyone's really into it at the beginning and they're trying their yes. best and then yes. one domino falls and they go i'm not having fun and they just they just eat it every single everyone yeah. just, just and then yeah. it kind of goes blink blink yeah. blink 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 until the one person who was like let's go bowling yeah. or let's play poker is like well i guess uh, yeah. i guess i'm playing by myself dude huh? you just described every social interaction i've had with my friends in the last really <laughs> that's it's exactly that. So i'm like hey let's play a board game or hey let's go bowling or hey let's play po like literally those things poker sports whatever like we had people over to watch a football game and it was 40 to zero that football yeah. game and so it was like a super boring game and so no one was interested in watching it because it was 48 yeah. to zero and it's just like this keeps happening to me and uh, i feel like all of my friends just think i'm a boring guy because all i do is podcast <laughs> and then have them over to beat them at things <laughs> so maybe i need to, you need mix to find it something up. you're okay at you know yeah it is a, that is like a, a in that's gonna be i will say that's gonna be hard that's the kind of confidence i like to hear you should have them. You should have them over for a game of competitive traveling. You're okay at that. You're oh yeah, mediocre at traveling. I am okay yeah. at that. You know who's not very Who? good at that? The people that are at the bottom of the ocean. Oh now. gosh, Ethan. Oh I'm no, sorry. I was not not a very elegant transition. Not at all. Is that I what we're apologize. talking about today? I thought you were kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, I was being okay. Serious. All right. So first of all. First of all, I'm sorry. That was not the best way to transition. <laughs> Did you see what Phoebe said about the lost submarine? <laughs> no, I didn't see. What I Phoebe posted said it on Twitter. She did not know it was a real situation, so she want she mm -hmm. prefaced this with, she did not know there was a group of people that were actually stuck at the bottom of the ocean or blown to smithereens immediately by the crushing weight of millions of pounds of water on top of you. Anyway, right. I said, "Did you hear about the lost submarine?" And she was like. No, I haven't heard the one about the lost submarine. Like, did she? She thought it was like a punchline, <laughs> and I was like, "No, it's not like a joke." And she's like, "There," and she, oh, and she was like, "Lost submarine? Why don't they just go up?" <laughs> and I was like, "That's a good. That's a good question." She makes a she makes a really strong yeah. point. Um, yeah, Phoebe, we have a, we all have a lot of questions about why the submarine did not just yeah, go so, up. Emma was similar. She didn't know. She didn't know what was going on. We'd explain it to her. Um, and then it's just like it, with each new detail, it's like you realize just how insane wow. the whole story is. Like, yeah, they went down to the Titanic and yeah, there was like a video game controller and yeah, he didn't like hire anybody who like knew what they were doing. And he named the company also Ocean the son in law Gates, which is like asking for a conspiracy, like a, for a, for a controversy. <laughs> right. I also like the stepson is like a doctor and he does medical malpractice. And also <laughs> it's just a whole, all these layers to this thing that just like doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, it matters because people died, but like the whole backstory behind everything is. Do you just think like someone should insane. make? Do you think someone should make an iceberg meme about the submarine disaster? That that would be really funny. <laughs> a submarine That's, went down to really the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, and, and just at the, the, at the bottom, down, you just like, put like something that says QAnon question mark. Just not. No one knows what it means. Yeah. <laughs> no one has any idea. Well, I wanted to talk about this today. Actually, uh, I've been calling it nine eleven for rich people, V Day for poor people. Oh gosh! Because <laughs> it truly, because everyone is like the fact that these people all died. There are certain contingents of people online that are celebrating as if we just won the war. Like, yes, those people at the bottom of the ocean perished. That's we a did crazy, it. It's a like crazy thing to say, which is yeah. insane. Yeah, but there's tons and tons of people that are like frothing at the yeah. mouth when they found out that there were five rich dudes or one rich dude who hired four of his friends to like down stuck at the bottom of the ocean. They were like, Oh good. I hope they die, which insane, Silly. Silly. insane to yeah. say, right? Silly. Um, and then they, then they actually died, which is tragic, but people are like celebrating in the streets. They're like, it's like Philadelphia won the Super Bowl. <laughs> like they're out there climbing lampposts cars and, over, yeah. and flipping over cars. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and so I just, I want to, I, I thought it would be good to just talk about that a little bit because I think we're seeing this more and more. And I think it is a, something that is very easy to slip into this like 
hatred of the other. Sure. Because um, it's we're used to you know talking about racism and sexism. It's like oh, you shouldn't hate people because they're black. You should not hate people because they're women. You should not hate people because they're homosexual. Like we're with all of that, but then all of a sudden, when it's like someone has more money than you for whatever reason, it just instantly becomes in every way socially acceptable to just hate those people. And this is hard for me because part of my job as like a fundraiser is I like my organization relies upon the people who are very wealthy that can give large sums of money so that like pregnancy centers can operate and like women who need abortions can find alternative options to that or women who don't need abortions, women who are looking for an abortion. Like that's the whole, that's the whole thing that I do. And so it just is very, it's like a weird cognitive distance, dissonant dissonance to see people that I know on Twitter kind of like poking at this and being like, Oh, well they kind of deserved it. And it's like, if one of my friends, like the people that I work with here, someone that I know who's worth nine figures, if one of, if he went and did this, right. Because he was really interested and he died, I would be devastated. Oh yeah. You know, and so it's just like weird to like know that I I am friends with people who have that kind of capacity to do that kind of stuff, you know, and there's like people who are also in my circle saying it's good that those kinds of people die. And that's just like a really weird spot to be in. Yeah, Bishop Barron mentioned this when it came to like the Dodgers game. Was it like he called he called uh, mm-hmm. he called anti Christianity like the last acceptable prejudice? And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there are other acceptable prejudices as well. No, it's prejudice against podcasters. <laughs> the most the most oppressed group in the, in the country. <laughs> the most oppressed group. They're, the last accept like the last acceptable prejudice is against groups that are perceived as oppressors. Mm. About the billionaire thing, this is true about Catholics yeah. because whenever you bring mm-hmm. up like. Hey, it's probably bad for you to dress up like it is bad for you to dress up like nuns and make fun of them. Oh well, what about the pedophile mm-hmm. priests? Hey, that doesn't connect at all, unless you think there, unless really you think there's a connection between applicable. transgender people and pedophiles, which that's you. That's a you thing. Uh, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't say, say it. it. You just did. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Besides, besides all that. Um, yeah. uh, similarly, the Titanic submarine thing is like. It's okay. I saw someone say, you know, oh, people, you know, they they want to change the social order, but they don't want to see the re- like they don't want to see results. And I'm like, this uh, five people that are wealthy perishing at the bottom of the ocean is not uh, going to upend the social order. Do you know how much the social order costs? Not three billion dollars. I can tell you that much. The U.S. government is like <laughs> twenty three trillion dollars in debt. You know, we're at the bottom of the Mariana yeah. Trench. Uh, but another, another. Uh, unless you want to keep talking about the the marinara, marinara trench. trench. <laughs> I'm going to buy. I'm a billionaire, and I'm going to buy the biggest mozzarella stick, and I'm going to dip it into the marinara trench. <laughs> I'm going to make a submersible out of mozzarella stick. Yes, we are going to dip that mozzarella stick, not because it is easy, <laughs> but because it will be delicious. Uh, I saw another another uh, thread. I love another thread. John it was, someone posted that. it on Reddit. And it was, um, or someone posted it on Twitter, but it was a Reddit thread, and it was from a, yeah. it was from like a, a subreddit of like teachers, and it was a bunch of female okay. teachers Oof. talking about middle school boys, Can't even imagine middle school boys, like, okay, yeah. middle school boys, and they were saying right. things like, "There's a trend among middle schoolers where they will make sexual noises, uh, okay, to be f- to, to be trend. funny." It's just, it's just what, what they, they do. It's just yeah, what they, they do. do this. It's not even a trend. Yeah, it's it's just, just this is just being a middle yeah. school boy for those of you that don't know. This has been the case forever. Um, you remember the penis? Oh yeah, meme? of course. Let's play it right now on no, the thank podcast. You. <laughs> 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 um. Anyway, so <laughs> you didn't. You didn't no, I say didn't, it. I didn't. Your, your turn, and now man. you're the guy. Now you you're the say guy who said me. penis on the podcast. Oh no. I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but keep going. Anyway, so like the the this this you know current thing, right? And it's like it's because you know mm-hmm. one kid watch. It's because a bunch of kids watch pornography and they they hear exaggerated right. sexual noises. They repeat them at school, and then the kids who think the kids who also watch pornography they they do it, and the kids who don't are imitating the kids who do. And so this thread of teachers was like 
talking about how uncomfortable this made them and the ways that they have stopped it. So like this 37 year old woman was like, I'm 37 years old. I've been married for 12 years. I know what sound you're making. I'm going to call your mom. And he, she called his mom in front of the entire class and said, your son's been making some strange noises. I don't know what's wrong with his, uh, he's having throat problems here, Joey, make the noise for your mom in front of the entire class. And he's just crying in front of the entire class. That's a And it's like, good. That's powerful. Good. Like that's what needs to that. happen. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Someone screenshots it, posts it on Twitter and goes, the sexual harassment from middle school boys must stop. They are, they are a menace and they need to be punished. What? what? And again, it's like they, you've taken, that's not, that's not how I would taken You've taken, you've that, taken but, this group okay. of kit of children, labeled them as yeah. sexual harassers and say that they now deserve mm-hmm. more punishment than the kind of correction, course of correction that adolescents do need in order to grow in virtue. And this is mm-hmm. this is an acceptable prejudice. You have labeled them as sexual harassers and worthy of in extreme punishment. And this is a great example because they are, by every stretch of the imagination, children who have been groomed yeah. by adults yeah. and have yes. been our victims. But because we're able to and something has some someone has wronged mm. them in a yeah. real way. Like they did not right. do this to themselves. Right, it's not their yes. fault. It's not their fault that they that they watch pornography. It's actually their yeah, parents. Yeah, it's their parents' fault, fault and it's like a whole system. Or their parents could be great, and it could be one of their friends. And if it's their friends, their friend, it's their yeah, parents' it's, fault. Yeah. Like it's some parents' some, fault. Somewhere. Some adult yeah. has failed them in some capacity, and another group of adults mm-hmm. is actively seeking them out. You know, and right. Uh, right. and it's it's their fault. It's the it's mm. adults in their life or in our in our world. It's their fault, and even. In situations like that, where someone has been wronged, it is very easy to mm. label them as evil because we're able to label them as yeah. an oppressor. We're able to have a prejudice against them, and this is the this is the crazy thing is like most people in that situation, most a lot of people who are victims victimize others, and so it's like, are we able to? We, we have we we engage in this cognitive dissonance where we're very pro victim unless that victim has done something mm-hmm. that we perceive to be oppressive. Friends, I didn't know this, but a lot of right. trafficked women traffic other women because it's how they can get free mm. or it's how they can make money to right. buy their own freedom. So, like, mm-hmm. are they a victim or are they oppressor? Here's the thing. We're all both. Are we right. the bad guy or the good guy? It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter because it really doesn't because we've all been hurt and we've all Jesus hurt other people. The good guy. And it's, it's the people who are... It's this great injustice that happens because people are looking to find true justice and that doesn't exist outside of Christ and the cross uh, because you can't have justice without the mercy. So it's like they're looking in every possible direction trying to find like surely there is a perfect way to execute justice somewhere. And so they target it at, you know, pedophiles or they target it at people who are like very clearly like guys who own slaves. It's like, okay. Yes. Um, but then, you know, if something happens a hundred years down the line from that line of slaves that got free and then they start doing crimes, then it's like, well, we got to excuse that. And so there's just like this, you can't ever find a true balance because there's always going to be a human urge to (laughs) sin and to like screw up. And and outside of Jesus, there's no way to find it. But people don't want to look at God because they see him as an oppressor. And it's also why they see the rich people the way that they do. Because like God has everything and they hate God. And then they see a rich person. They're like, you've got everything. And I hate you too because you remind me of God, my dad. I mean, God, I mean, you, I don't like you. <laughs> I mean, un- yeah, <laughs> I mean, redistribute the wealth. Hit the button that redistributes all the wealth. Hit the button that redis- hit the button that gives me a hug. I mean, redistributes the wealth. <laughs> it's like you. You very clearly just need a hug from your dad, and instead you're oh, yeah. mad that this guy died underwater. Yeah, it's it's, it is. It is about it is about power. Like there, there's a bad relationship with power in that some people seek it because they want to be God. Some people avoid it because mm-hmm. they are afraid of God, um, or are jealous mm-hmm. that they cannot be like God, and so they say, "Ah, power yeah. is actually bad because I." This is the, there's a there's a because I don't have any. There's a thing that I think every poor person, person who has experienced poverty, every 
it's a battle that every person who is in the lower middle class has to deal with. And it's that like, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. have to recognize, you have to come to grips with the fact that you desire wealth and it's not bad because you, it's not just bad because you don't have it. It, It's, it's this, this fight of like wealth is bad because I'm never going to have it. It's, it's, um, it's a, it's a pride, but in the other way, it's like, because I can't possess it, it is bad because mm-hmm. I can only possess good things. <laughs> yeah. And I it's, possess all we would call that. Co- it's like covetousness. Yes. It's coveting your neighbor's goods. But it's sneaky. Um, and it's, it's not right. It is sneaky. And that's why it's one of the 10 commandments because you look at your neighbor and let's say your neighbor has um, a boat and a nice truck and a nice, I'm just looking at my neighbor. And I look at his boat and his nice truck, and I'm like, I'd like to. I'd have like the boat. boat. And a nice truck. Why does he have a boat in the <laughs> middle like of the, the desert? <laughs> we we live pretty close oh, to cool. a lake. There's a lake, a lake nearby, so I think they go to the lake. But anyway, but but I'm not saying like I want his boat and I want him to not have the boat. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, it'd be nice to have a boat, and that's not coveting. But when you say like this person deserves to not have any money, and I deserve to have the money, then you're coveting the wealth. And that's I not, would go so far as to that's say that's, that's if you don't explicitly say the last thing, I think you're still being envious. Mm-hmm. I think you're still coveting. What's the, last the last thing, thing is, is I want it. I don't want him to have it. I think just saying I don't want you to have that is enough for it to be oh, covetousness. Yeah, for it to be. Because yeah. even if, Cause you don't even need to want it. You just want someone else to not exactly. have it. Which it's is even worse. It's like a crazy. That's like that is even worse because it's like you're not Desiring even the good after the thing for yeah. yourself. It's like you're not. Yeah, you just want the other person to be deprived of good, which is, boo, that's oh, yeah. evil. Yeah, the seven the seven deadly it. sins are crazier than you think. Like acedia goes really far. Mm-hmm. Like pride. Do they go pride, off in the pride club? Pride goes you know deeper than you think. Lust goes deeper than you think. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, lust, yeah, lust goes facts. the least deep out of all of them. It's pretty plain and simple. That's why it's in the first. Yeah. Dante. Lust really isn't that bad of a sin. I'll say it right now. <laughs> it's a yeah. That, that's how that's how Dante. When when compared to the other ones. That's how that's how Dante lists out lust is right at the bottom of Mount Purgatory because it's the easiest to get rid of because it's it's the most it's the most yeah. closely associated with a desire of a good, whereas like mm-hmm. it's like a misappropriated desire. And then there's lack of desire. And then there's like really like desiring mm-hmm. evil. So like pride is desiring evil. Envy is desiring evil. I think wrath is desiring yeah. evil. I forget how it, read Dante. Dante is so good. I think so in that case, I mean, it would be very difficult to have a podcast to teach someone how to get rid of wrath, but maybe we should do an episode of a show that could teach people how to deal with maybe like lust and all the things that go along with like navigating Romantic relationships in the modern world. I mean, it's going to be us saying, us saying the cool? word cold showers over and over again. Just take a cold shower, man. Yeah, 45 minutes of us chanting cold showers. Like that meme of all those guys dressed like Vin Diesel going, family, family. 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 It's family. just us going, communication, <laughs> communication, <cold>. communication. <laughs> uh, it's super easy to get uh, rid of lust. You can throw yourself into a briar patch. You can throw yourself into a mm-hmm. snowdrift. You can eat a handful of Reese's mm-hmm. Pieces. If you know, you know. You can you can you can take a bath naked on the roof across from the palace, <laughs> and <laughs> there's all kinds of solutions. You can bind him to a kitchen ta- chair and cut take break your throne and cut your hair, and from your lips he drew. Hallelujah. That's my Bob Rice impression. Uh, I think if you're going to fall into lust, you should at least get some upward social mobility while you do it. You know, like that's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't think anybody should sin on purpose. I think that sends you to hell. Do you think there's a connection between the fact that she was taking a bath and that her name is Bathsheba? It's got to be a connection. No way. If if it was made today, she'd be shower Sheba. <laughs> she would be dry shampoo Sheba. Dry shampoo Sheba. <laughs> uh, bath bomb Sheba. <laughs> she would be she would be no poo Sheba. Uh, Uriah, more like. Your mina. Okay. Eh. Oh. 
not not seen. Or like your wife. The reason I'm talking about lust and the reason I'm talking about dating is because we have a show that we do every week called Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. It comes out on Wednesdays. This episode is coming out on Sunday. So make sure you subscribe. And if you like what we've been doing, if you're enjoying the two episodes a week, drop us a review. We haven't had many reviews on iTunes lately, but it'd be great to get up to 500 reviews. I think we're like 475 right now. Um, It'd be great to have over 500 reviews. Make sure it's five stars. Yeah, five like, stars actually, you. don't review if you're not going to do a five-star right. review. We just got one, actually. I was oh, going to read so it here's, uh, re- real we quick. Need to remi- we need to remember this for when we're about to record the Dating Corner podcast. But here's the here's the three sure, calls yeah. to action we got to do. First call to action is subscribe okay. to the podcast. You told me not to do a business No, but we got to remember the, this, and I need to say podcast. it now. At the beginning of the podcast, okay. we got to say, subscribe to the podcast. That clicks a button. In the middle of the podcast, we got to say, leave a review. And at the end, we got to remind them to join Patreon. Okay, we will we'll start doing well, next episode. Good we'll thing do next episode is in uh, ten minutes. I know we're about to do it. This is a this is an ad for you to subscribe and to write into the dating corner podcast. You can submit your questions to uh, Ethan at thecrunchcast dot com, uh, and this is a glowing review from someone who's positively benefited from the Wednesday dating Great. podcast. This is from Handsome Khan. Says didn't know cursive before this podcast. <laughs> Was scared to ask out this girl in my social studies class, so I sent in a dating corner question. These two podcasters gave me some helpful advice on how to work up the courage to ask her out. The next week I asked her out, and we started dating. Pretty soon we were going steady, and my girlfriend found out that I didn't know how to write in cursive. My girlfriend started to teach me, and I've been writing in curvy letters ever since. Thanks to this podcast, I can sign papers like a gentleman. Unlike some middle schoolers who have no idea how to connect letters together. <laughs> just, just out of left field. Just, just forget just those Just swinging guys. for the middle schoolers today. Oh, my goodness. That's great. Uh, thanks, Handsome Con, for your review. I'm glad that you can write cursive now because of our podcast. Uh, so if you want your life to be positively benefited like that guy, uh, listen to our Wednesday show. Great. This is a good podcast. I had a man. good time. I like doing it with you, man. I had a good time. Uh, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Whatever you do, stop going to that part of the ocean immediately. Just don't go there. It's obviously, it's like the new Bermuda Triangle, but the triangle is an iceberg. Did you see that James James Cameron said that if he went down there, <laughs> if he was, I saw James, this <laughs> sorry. Basically, James. If I had gone down there, nine eleven wouldn't have happened. (laughs) Exactly, he did a Mark Wahlberg. He said, "If I was piloting the Titanic, I would have saved everybody." (laughs) He has like five different ways that he would have made sure that no one died. It's like, what is with these guys in the movie industry thinking that they could just? Avert in all fairness, every time that tweet goes there. around, it's like, men, do you think that you could land a plane with if the pilot was incapacitated? Do you think you could land a plane with only the help of air mm-hmm. traffic control? And I always say yes. Yeah, I do. Hundred percent, yes. Just tell me which. It just tell me which button to push. Gracious, dude, that's insane. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you. Okay.